This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, May 28, 2021. I'm Mark Bolanchi. In the report this week, labor unions celebrate Africa Day, the labor movement's climate action plans, the Labor Start report about union events and singing. This is Radio Labor. May 25th is Africa Day. It is the annual commemoration of the founding of the Organization of African Unity in 1963. It is a day to remember the achievements of Africans and consider the challenges they face. To find out about the particular challenges of labor unions on the continent, I talked to Kwasi Adu Amankwa. Mr. Adu Amankwa is the General Secretary of the African Regional Organization of the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC is the body which represents national trade union centers such as the Ghana Trades Union Congress at the world level. ITUC Africa represents 17 million members of 100 trade union centers in 51 African countries. I asked Mr. Adu Amankwa first about how labor unions in Africa have been coping with the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, as you know, the COVID-19 pandemic took everybody by surprise, including workers in Africa. And apart from some initial disorientation that was brought on by the pandemic, trade unions quickly adjusted and began to address a range of issues in a variety of ways. Principal among the concerns of trade unions was the question of protection of jobs, the question of protection of incomes, especially for those who were threatened with job losses, the concern for sick leave for workers who got sick, and then also for personal protective equipment for those who were in the front line, especially in the early days. And all these unions tried to do through the mechanism of social dialogue, both at the workplace and at national level. And through social dialogue also, a number of unions tried to speak out for those in the informal economy who were not necessarily unionized. And then, above all, in the midst of the pandemic, we also tried to put on the agenda the question of occupational health and safety as a workplace concern for unions. ITUC Africa has supported calls by the ITUC for a new social contract for recovery and resilience. What is the contract and what would it do? Well, even before the pandemic, many trade unions around the continent were faced with threats to what we may call the social contract between those who rule and the government. What the pandemic did was to expose the fragility of the existing social contract and to bring out more clearly the vulnerability of African workers. So we have supported the new social contract called by the ITUC as a means of trying to renew hope for African workers and to try to combat what we consider the threat to democracy in Africa which were existent because we were not seeing the benefits or the dividends of democracy 
which we have been experiencing in the last two decades. So, for us, the new social contract has five main pillars, which include the concern for employment, for jobs, jobs, jobs. And in this connection, we are very interested in climate-friendly jobs. The question of rights is to organize and collective bargaining, and also to be able to negotiate for minimum living which that workers can survive. And then also, especially as brought up by the pandemic very clearly, to pay attention to social protection, not only as something which is important for our societies, but also as an investment. Because when you invest in social protection, it also means that people then have an income and can become capable economic agents. And then there is the question of equality. To tackle the inequalities in the world of work and in society at large, and also to make a case for inclusion, a social contract which allows that different segments of the population are catered for and are brought into mainstream social policy. So these are the key elements of the new social contract that we have been very concerned about. Here with a report about the international labor movement's plans for developing green, sustainable economies is C. Marie Ainsborough. The international labor movement is demanding that governments implement just transitions from fossil fuel-based industries, such as oil and coal, to green, sustainable economies. The global campaign by labor is being led by the International Trade Union Confederation. Sharon Burrow is the General Secretary of the ITUC. She spoke about climate change and the need for just transition to UN News. Investors are not investing in coal. Workers know that. What they want is, indeed, the simple but uh, significant just transition measures that actually give them certainty. When will the jobs, whether it's in coal mining or coal-fired power stations, come to an end? What is the transition arrangement? So you need secure pensions. Sometimes you need a bridge to pensions if workers are just shy of their pension and make the choice to actually retire early. You need the guarantees that there will be income support, reskilling support and redeployment support for jobs either in other areas of an industry, so renewable energy versus coal-fired power stations, for example, often different skills and understanding, sometimes uh, quite compatible, but depending on the technology, or separately, other areas of the economy. So it's not that there aren't jobs. The economic uh, statistics show you that if you invest in climate, in climate action generally, you create jobs. The real question is, can we make sure that those jobs are available for workers who've been displaced? Or if they're in the north of a country and you're in the south of a country, what do you do to create investment in those communities that will offer jobs that are available for redeployment? These are the things that you have to tie down in an agreement so workers have certainty around their future. We've had many transitions. You can pick an area in the manufacturing sector or other sectors of the industry. They haven't always been just. We've seen whole communities decimated with shifting technologies, shifting industry focus. And what we need to do this time 
is make sure that the resistance to actually moving rapidly to stabilise the planet is actually reduced because workers and their families can see that they have hope, that their communities will have investment, that they'll maintain jobs in the community and that themselves and their children will be able to see a future, whether it's in those jobs or in other jobs in the same industry or in other industries. For more information about Labour's plan for green sustainable economies, visit ituc-csi.org. This is Seymour Ainsbrough reporting for Radio Labour. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week our top story section included links to coverage of the increase in child labour in many parts of the world and why experts are attributing it to the pandemic. The arrest of a Kenyan security guard in Qatar after he blogged about living and working conditions for migrant workers there, the first ever virtual meeting of the International Labor Conference, and the release of a report which ranked countries in order of the level of support offered to workers who have been affected by the pandemic. One story that has had a long, perhaps too long, life on our news pages is the rising level of violence experienced by retail workers around the world. A recent UK report is just the latest evidence of a problem that predates the pandemic, but which has very definitely been made worse by the impact of COVID-19. There are wider societal issues contributing to the problem, of course, but the transformation of retail over the past decade is a major contributor. Staffing levels have been drastically reduced, workers are increasingly part-time and precariously employed, and less knowledgeable about the products and services they sell. The British report details how the physical distancing and other restrictions required by the pandemic have made the problem much worse. Over the past year, we have seen similar stories from dozens of countries, and the problem does appear to be getting worse, not better, as public health restrictions continue in much of the world. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found stories about the ways in which women mine workers around the globe are combating gender discrimination at work. A Peruvian trade union activist targeted by her employer after documenting the unsanitary working conditions that her 5,000 co-workers suffer with, and the organizing efforts of Hong Kong domestic workers, most of them women and many of them migrants, in their struggles against discrimination. Our Health and Safety Newswire highlighted the growing frustration and anxiety experienced by Canadian public transport operators as their employers come down hard on them if they don't follow pandemic protocols, while at the same time allowing passengers to ride without masks. We also had news of an airport accident in Australia that has been attributed to the effects of the contracting out of airline services. The donation of oxygen concentrators to Indian seafarers by the International Transport Workers Federation and pleas from Argentinian gravediggers for vaccine as the death toll amongst their co-workers rises sharply. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the requests of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight an urgent appeal for online solidarity with Shean Erdal, a Canadian unionist who has been in a Turkish prison since he visited that country last September. Look for details of this and other campaigns on our site. Now here are music stars from all across Africa with Let's Stand Together. 
funny how we can't even play no more It was only yesterday when we party every day Now it's blood on the dance floor All because of the virus But it can't kill the power inside us To stand together and defeat Corona One day my people One day we'll be celebrating Cause this plague is over Nothing will be separating us Cause nobody is safe Let's Stand Together was produced by the Poverty Reduction Organization One and the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And that's it, international labor news you can use. You can find our features and daily newscasts at radiolabor.net. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.